Hello, this is Kenya Podcast Preacher. Welcome back to my podcast, Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strength Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in and through our lives. The title of this message is, Interpretation is the Enemy of Spiritual Intelligence. And at the risk of offending the educated group, I am now in my 61 years of living on this rock and seeing all of the things that I have seen and remembering hundreds of thousands of thousands of written works by famous people as defined by famous people, by unknowns who are also famous, and by grand institutions known for their famous people and contributors, and well much of it in the middle as well. And if you know what that means, email me so we can be on the same page. Perhaps we too can be known by the unknown to us, and some of our remarks can be entered into the belly of the earth for all to be wowed by. But, and if you haven't caught on yet, I am somewhat frustrated by some recent readings whereby they were recommended by an author in which I liked his own written works. Just so you know, this is how I move through my reading plan. I really so try to type into what God is trying to show me, or teach me, or, nowadays, may even want me to speak on. And but with the exception of Jesus, you can ask anyone who really did only want to do and say what God is saying, that that is not an easy task. Oh, he's not the difficult one in the relationship we are. You see, we have a thing called our pre-salvation got mud up all into everywhere and thought we actually knew how to live on a planet ravaged by sin and under the sway of the evil one. And all of this before we could actually even walk. (laughs) Our preconceived ideas about what God is, who he is, why he is, and what he has to do with us, as well as the other way around, can get us a little mixed up. I think he should have called us Velcro instead of humans. Why, you might ask. Well, it seems that once we lock into a bit of information, we believe that we understand it through and through, and but then begin to put it out there that we believe this and that this is why, and then all of a sudden, that bit of knowledge has been altered with another bit of knowledge. It's like two asteroids clashing against one another. Rather than reassessing our beliefs or understanding, or even our position, we create something like a non-denominational church and say we just want to keep the truth more accurately. It's a positive way of saying they suck and we don't. (laughs) Now, no, this is not a message on denominational or non-denominational churches. Been there and done that. No, but the analogy makes a point that we would rather destroy a perfectly good building that we think is flawed and build another one, which will no doubt, because we humans all have the same root flaw, will become, over time, as flawed as the other one that we just tore down. And but like a circle, this problem seems to have no beginning or end. And we don't mind that the cat chases his tail because we are prone, oh so prone, to do the same thing, in support of what we think, regardless as to whether it is flawed or not. I know, what an opening, right? (laughs) But remember, in all things that I speak on, I too can be wrong. So engage my enthusiasm for preaching the strangest truth possible. But know this, that I too am prone to making the same mistakes. Each and every one of us will die with a deficient and arid perception of God in totality. If you think you have the best understanding of God based on other human comparisons, then you are already heading down the road to human fame. And why? What a waste of time that is. As we are so fickle because we all struggle with the same thing. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil 
is still available to all who desire of its fruit. And boy, do we ever. Okay, so Ken, what? Well, I lay this foundation so that as I move down the road, you will understand the why of the message. Can you avoid repeating what humanity has repeated all of these centuries? Will you or are you a God minimalist where you only want to know the high points of God? At least you get swept away with what you feel are the non-essentials of Christian faith. Example, so why is it important to know if God is Jesus or if he is one of the three separate parts as well as a single part? So what if Eve had sex with Satan? What does that have to do with preaching the gospel? And but what about Cain being identified as coming from the evil one? Perhaps you just want to operate in signs and wonders and leave the academic stuff to the academics. Is the earth 7,000 years old or billions? Should you understand why you have been given the Holy Spirit or believe that he is not for today? Listen, I can go on ad nauseum regarding these types of things, but the important takeaway is that we have different levels of revelation of what we can see. And if we have read the Bible, that, for example, Moses, Paul, Peter, James, and John had different experiences with God than many of the others, right? Some people are close to God and some not so close. Some think that they are closer to God than they really are. In fact, many believe that they are going to heaven. But in my Bible, this is not what Jesus stated in Matthew or Luke. What am I saying here? I'm actually just continuing to build the foundation for this message. There are a lot of factors influencing Christianity and the historical body of knowledge as well as today's and tomorrow's knowledge, both which are knowable now. What I'm trying to say is that you must always be open to God doing a new thing, saying a new non-contradictory thing. We must be open to the fact that God is alive and responds to humanity in certain ways, in his ways, as we move towards the end. Yes, time has an end, and we are almost there. And for you technical or literals, no doubt we are one day closer than we were yesterday, regardless of how time is measured by God. We know that he says that one day is a thousand years and a thousand years one day. I'm creeping up on it. So if you have heard what I have said, this one thing should be clear. No one has a single ear or eye on God completely. We can all be wrong when we get close to that place whereby we think that this is a topic that I commit to falling on my sword. But then we discover as we slide down its shiny blade that we were wrong. I personally think we should all get a one minute in heaven card and be allowed to ask just two questions of our Lord. How different would the church be? Would humanity be? But then it could be that we shouldn't get that opportunity because we walk by faith. And it is a big quandarious conundrum that we all have varying measures of that juice. Some can believe in tossing mountains and actually be seen doing it, while others can move a grain of sand. And what are the many levels in between? And this is not easy to say of those who think that they are going to heaven, who also cannot move grain, but surely can go around walking and talking as if they were with God when he flung the stars into heaven. So what do we do with this stew, and how will it help you and I moving forward? Well, so the first thing to recognize is that we clearly have black and whites in the Bible, whereby few would disagree on. Now, I will not develop that list because, frankly, someone else will see the list and, well, say, hey, I don't agree with that. And then I would say, and so it continues, and the point of the message is made. <laughs> but that's not the point. Let's hit this thing, shall we? <laughs> When I was first authentically born again, I remember hearing a thing when I would talk with other self-proclaimed Christians. 
And but when we came upon a topic that they believed they understood, regardless of provider biblical truth, they would just blurt out, well, that's your interpretation. And the conversation was over. No more discussion. No more opportunity to learn or to grow spiritually. It was a done thing. Now why is it so final that when we believe a certain thing in the Bible, that no amount of discussion or new revelation will move you from the post that you have tied yourself to? It's one word, but not the final solution to our problem, as there are many reasons for our problem. But this one takes a cake because you would be in error to believe that you are to read the Bible and then interpret it for yourself. This is all things contrary to a relational God who describes his own church as a type of body whereby each person is making a small contribution to the whole. And But now you can imagine if everyone brought their own interpretation of the Bible to the table when we are making church community impact decisions. Interpretation, interpretation. Oh, I've got my interpretation. Well, I can see that we would get absolutely nowhere as many topics have been subjected to the interpretation of fallible peeps. And but we still do this even though Christians whereby if someone smart says a thing about the Bible that we tend to believe rather than going home to ask God to get involved in your understanding of what the person just stated and what kind of a response the Bible will have when you read it. God is the absolute flawless one and he has a final word on everything. And you must never forget that there is black and white biblical truth as well as non-contendable truth. So well, let's decom this word, shall we? Interpretation. Noun. The act of interpreting, elucidation, explication. Example, this writer's work demands interpretation. Two, an explanation of the meaning of another artistic or creative work. An elucidation, an interpretation of a poem. More, interpreting, verb, to give or provide the meaning of, explain, explicate, elucidate, to interpret the hidden meaning of a parable to construe or understand in a particular way, to interpret a reply as favorable, to translate what is said in a foreign language, to explain something, give an explanation. More, more. Elucidation. The act of explaining or making something clear. Ideas may occur in abstract forms, but their elucidation happens only through language. An explanation or clarification. More, more, more. Explication. The act of explicating. An explanation, interpretation. He gave a brilliant explication of James Joyce's book. More, 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 more. Explicating. To make plain or clear. Explain, interpret. To develop. Okay, so, but, well, perhaps we should also decom revelation. I could tell you the biblical meaning of this word, which is that the Holy Spirit reveals God's word and its meanings to you, so that you can know him better, closer, more intimately, as well as obey him. But in fairness, we should decom it as well. Revelation, the act of revealing or disclosing. Disclosure, something revealed or disclosed, especially a striking disclosure, as of something not before realized. Okay, so you can disagree with me, but surely you cannot disagree with decom, right? Something not before realized. This means that you are given new information, and in some cases, new information to the whole of humanity. Do you see why the devil wants you to believe that it's your interpretation that will lead you to all things God? It cannot, as its root is confusion and divisiveness. Let's see if we can find more. Disclosure. The act or an instance of disclosing, exposure, revelation. That which is disclosed. A revelation. 
Now know that we are not playing word merry-go-round, but in fact showing you that by definition these two words result in two very different approaches to understanding all things God. We go on. Disclosing, revealing or showing something, especially something normal or previously hidden, making something known, often used in combination. The act of revealing something or making something known, especially something normal or previously hidden. Exposure, the act of exposing, lying open, or uncovering, the sudden exposure of objects that were hidden under the blanket, the fact or state of being exposed, a bandage will avoid exposure of the wound. Hey, this powerful message seems to be a little scripture dry. Let's fix that. Galatians 1, 11, 12. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. O oh, to the mighty in word and deed, in many degrees posted on the walls for all to see, that they feel so compelled to explain away revelation with interpretation. And, wait for it, Bible errancy. Yep, mistake finders anonymous. Not well being so anonymous when fame is hanging on the end of the bait line. What, Ken? And just for a moment of musing. No, but you must see it, especially if you are a reader, researcher, teacher, etc. Which is that every man should be found a liar when in conflict with the Bible. Romans 3, 4. Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words, and may overcome when you are judged. This is missing, so it can't mean that. A woe to those who think that God placed them on this rock to correct his work. I tell you that fame is chasing them down, and will all but consume them to their graves. There is indeed nothing new under the sun, except in what hasn't been yet revealed to us, right? Ecclesiastes 1.9 Want to embellish the holy word of God? Proverbs 36. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Adding or taking away is what interpretation does. The revelation of this behavior is that you will be found. Oh, so you want to look at the mass scripture, do you? Okay. Revelation 22, 18, 19. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, and from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. I think that should scare us a little bit. So a warning to you wordy wordsmiths that think that the Bible has errors and omissions that override the revelation of the word. Now but see to my listeners that we have two other groups that we should know that are prone to interpretation of the scriptures. Those without the Holy Spirit and the religious folk. Yep, they come up with their own Bible version right in between the pages of their Bible. They don't even have to find another translation because they can simply adjust their interpretation of the Bible that they do have. In clicking and clacking away, it occurred to me to see how many times in the Bible the word mystery is in it. Why, Ken? I can't tell you because it's a mystery. <laughs> but no, I think it is because whatever mysteries remain, they will yet to be revealed as new information, right? But all this time that they have been in a box called mystery. It is in fact not new information, but hidden information. It has always been in the box. You can look at God's plan of action for all of time and find that it, that is the mystery, has always been in the plan of God. But now if you try to figure out the mystery using the key of interpretation, it will not unlock the mystery as God has intended. In fact, it unleashes confusion and division. 
But if, on the other hand, you use a key of revelation, then you are leaving it up to God to reveal what His Word is saying to you at that moment in time. And in many ways, it has to be that precise in that moment of time. So mysteries is in the Bible five times, and mystery 26 times. So now what you do to understand that we have new things, new information that will come up, you should read all of the mystery scriptures to deepen your knowledge and revelation contained within this message. So I include this scripture to help balance out what John states in the next scripture. I think I am supposed to present this side of things, but if not, then do what I always say, which is to read your Bible and get what God intends you on getting. Ephesians 4, 11, 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Man, I just love that scripture. There is so much in it. So yes, there is a strategy to cause you to go to and fro, which means to change your ideas about doctrine. So today you believe this doctrine, tomorrow you believe that doctrine. That's not the same thing as growing and maturing spiritually and adjusting your thinking about what you think about God. We're talking about changing doctrine completely. And yes, there's a real strategy to do that because it causes confusion. And if you're confused, it's hard to move forward. Go ahead, try it. We'll wait for you. <laughs> so I love to include that whole scripture. It is why this ministry exists. Okay, so but now for the scripture from John. But the anointing which you have received from him, that is God, abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, there's so much going on even in this scripture. The obvious statement is, you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you, so the anointing is teaching you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie. And just as it, that is the anointing, has taught you, you will abide in him, that is God. And that includes the Holy Spirit. So you see, the primary objective that you have is to teach yourself through the Holy Spirit, through God, through the Bible. All of those disciplines are more helpful than where you can today get help anywhere else. There's just so much lukewarmness going on in the churches, and the seminaries are just about legalistic training, as well as teaching you that it is your responsibility to interpret the Scripture from a certain position. That's all wrong. It's not about interpretation. It is truly about getting the revelation of what God is saying to you. He is a living God. He's not a historical figure. He is an eternal figure. He's always been around. We are added to him and not the other way around. We come from him, not the other way around. We are fallible. He is not. Our thinking is fallible. He is not. Our interpretations are loaded with mistakes. 
His revelation is not. Okay, we move on. So again, but the anointing is a teacher. Yep, not the professor, but the anointed professor found in Christ. If you are not anointed, but religious, then you will need to bring your screen door made up of Bible scriptures to screen out any and all interpretations of what the Bible is saying. <laughs> and why? Because interpretation is 100% dependent on human input. There, that just killed it. But we move on because this is a great message. And well, as too, this is a great morning. And I should no doubt bring it to a close. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit does not interpret the scripture. He was responsible for influencing the man to write it down. 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17. So now I could be a bit nervous as it looks like my teaching job is really to teach you how to access the things of God more than it is to tell you new things. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things, all things that you need to know. Read your Bible, get some Holy Spirit, and do Jesus stuff, and you will not have any time to interpret anything God. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Find us eating, click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Every time you send somebody a link, you're ministering to them. I'm doing the work of recording. You can send this teaching to somebody and change their whole life. Thanks and see you next time in deep water.